Hi folks, welcome back to On Call with Insignia, where we go on call with leaders innovating the future of Southeast Asia's internet and digital economy, or as we like to call it, ASEAN Innovation. Today we have On Call with us, Adrit Raha, co-CEO and co-founder of Symbo Insurance, a Singapore-based platform offering digital market-ready solutions for Southeast Asia and India's insurance providers, brands, affinity and end customers. So following Symbo Series A and acquisition of digital healthcare solutions platform Vivant, where Adrit was CEO, we've now invited him to come on the show to talk more about digitalization in the insurance industry in Southeast Asia, especially from the incumbents or traditional players' point of view. So prior to Symbo and Vivant, Adrit has had more than a decade of experience working at leadership positions with leading global insurance organizations like AIG and RSA and financial institutions like Wells Fargo Financial. So inviting everyone to dial in to Adrit's call with Insignia Ventures principal Samir Chaibi, whom you may know from our previous episodes with fintech founders. How's it going, Samir? Hey, Paolo. Thank you so much for the introduction. Super excited to welcome Adrit to On Call with Insignia. Hi, Adrit. How are you? Hi, Samir, and thanks, Paolo, for that super introduction. It's like it's all done, right, the introduction. So appreciate that. And then, Samir, good to be on the call. Thank you. Fantastic. So I would start with a basic request for our listeners here. Could you maybe introduce a little bit of what Simbo is doing and has done in the past, and then we can kick it off from there? Yes, of course. So in, in summary, right, Simbo is, in, in its broadest sense, an insurtech platform what we do is really work with partners across Southeast Asia and India, supporting agents, TPAs, brokers, brands, corporates, and ultimately anybody that needs to enable their insurance distribution. That is really what we do in summary. Great. Fantastic. So as Paolo said, I want to congratulate you again on the recent Series A. Tell us a bit more or so about the acquisition of the event. What are the percent synergies with these acquisitions and how do you think this will shape the future of Symbol? Yeah, of course. Thank you. We're super, super excited that we were able to close. As part of that, we went ahead and, and acquired Vant, which brings a, a very comprehensive and highly complementary digital health offering to our existing platform. We also see that Vivan's client base across India and Southeast Asia were extremely complementary in nature. And these were some of the reasons why we found the merger and the acquisition to be very appropriate. And of course, if you think about it from a macro perspective, health and insurance are very much intersected at its core. We believe that insurance is, is one of the largest contributors towards any health strategy. And the question you asked around what was the process and why did we do it? One of the things is we had some common investors as well that sat on, on the board of both platforms. And of course, me being based here and coming from the world of insurance as well played a significant part to bring the businesses together. Got it. Makes a lot of sense. If you take a step back and think about Symbo as a platform, so health is a, is a big part of it, as you just mentioned, but I would love if you could t- talk a little bit about how you guys are working with the insurance incumbents first and maybe some of the other platforms that you've engaged with. Yeah, of course. So Symbol works very closely with incumbents. We've recently partnered with one of the largest multinational insurers in Indonesia and Malaysia as just an example where we've been able to use our low-code technology platform and deploy that for the incumbent insurer to enable an agency distribution strategy in Indonesia and an affinity distribution strategy in Malaysia. And really the approach that we take is having a local platform. It really allows us to enable the entire onboarding, training, enablement of the code and bind, and ultimately the fulfillment of a policy issuance process for this channel for the specific partner that we're working with. And the beauty of all of this is we're able to do it very quickly. So the go-to-market and the speed-to-market 
with regard to deploying a product and a platform can be within weeks. And, and that's really the power of, of working with Simba. Got it. So within our vision Southeast Asia, there's been a recent focus or highlights on, on what we call banking as a service, folks coming in and trying to change the tech stack of the large banking incumbents. What you're doing with insurance incumbents is rather similar. But my question is, how are insurance incumbents thinking about their stack? And what part of that stack are you guys uh, coming in to improve, to, to bringing us to the 21st century and, and to enable them to launch those agents or affinity-based programs in a, in a better way? Let me take a step back. I love the question around banking and the comparison to what's happening in the banking world. I believe insurance still has a long way to go before it becomes sexy. If you think of banking, banking has evolved to a point of what I would consider reasonably sexy. So I think with that thesis in mind, and, and your question is valid, it, it's what are incumbents really doing and where is the disruption happening? And when you look at traditional incumbents and having come from one, I used to be at AIG and Roland Sun, as Paulo mentioned, the technology platforms that are currently there are extremely old, extremely clunky. There's a fundamental problem with what I call friction, which is it's an inefficient way of transacting with partners and with clients. And then you've got this complete ability to digitize that. So where we are seeing the transformation really happening is towards the, the last mile. And what I mean by the last mile is how do you look at the actual interaction and transaction between your intermediaries, your end customer, and then how do you make that moment of truth when a customer needs to claim for their policy? How do you make all of that really efficient? And how do you make that frictionless? And I think that's really where we are seeing the Simbo platform playing a part. That's also where we're seeing a lot of insurance companies focusing their uh, digitalization strategy towards. And, and to drive the point a little bit deeper here, what insurance products or distribution touch points are those insurance focusing on right now? And how are you enabling them to, to reach those? Yeah. So you obviously see the traditional products. You've got the, the PNC retail products, as I call it, which is your property and casualty as a section, right? Your general insurance. Your, your usual suspects are motor, health, personal accident. And these are sort of the large categories that we typically see insurers wanting to digitalize. There is a new area that I get really excited about, which is how do you think of relevant bite-sized products? And we call that point of need. And we've had some success working with brands in really enabling that strategy. But that's really about how do you look at a low ticket, a couple of dollar type product relevant for the customer at the time they're actually going through a purchase journey and how do you then ensure that that is completely frictionless because otherwise uh, the costs don't make sense. And those products could be anything. Those products could be products like shoe insurance, vision insurance, spectacle insurance, marathon insurance. And these are some of the innovative products that we've introduced in a market like India to sort of explore that space. That's really interesting. I think most of the audience will be familiar with some of those micro insurance products being pushed by platform. Like if we take China as an example, we have Chong'an there that is doing something similar and they've started with airline e-commerce and the likes, right? Is this a reaction of the insurance incumbents to those platforms? Is this a way for them to be able to compete on a level playing field? Great question, Samir. I think it's a combination of a few factors. You're seeing a drive of digitalization that's happening on the back of COVID. You're saying that digital distribution in general is moving from traditional channels to what we call this world of ecosystems, this world of commerce in general, where in markets like India and Indonesia, you're saying what I would call O2O, which is the online to offline, or perhaps digital, which is physical and digital distribution networks really beginning to play a part. 
So to your point, it's a component that the insurers are thinking about in terms of diversifying their distribution channels. And it's the right time. We're seeing the disruption having happened with COVID and using technology as a core component to digitalize the process for these digital point of interactions is where some of the futures of insurance distribution lies. Understood. And, and since you have a, your, your hands in two different ecosystems, talking a little bit about geographic differences interesting here, what do you think fundamentally are the difference from a product and distribution perspective between India and, and, and Southeast Asia? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So the nuances of working in a market like India, which is over a billion people, it's huge in terms of its, its geographical scale. You've got multiple states representing multiple cultures, multiple languages, not easy. I think that's fundamentally the point I'd make in a market like India. I think what it does allow us to do though, Samir, is really learn from the complexities of scale, the complexities of how do you truly deploy technology, deploy solutions, and then see if there's an opportunity to replicate some of that in markets across Southeast Asia, which are actually similar. We see very similar markets here. When you look at Thailand, Vietnam, Indonesia, Cambodia, Malaysia, these are markets that come with complexities of scale, of size, of similar profile of demographics. And I think that's where we're really looking to leverage the two. Now, without a doubt, there's differences and we need to be very conscious of local cultures and local markets. And that's something we always pay attention to when we start exploring new markets. You just mentioned the challenge of scaling across markets and maybe across product for your venture partners. Can you talk a little bit about one relevant example of where Simbo can come in and help that scale issue for your insurance in Cuba? So how do you help them with that? Of course. So I think, you know, I've already given one example of how we worked with a large insurer in markets like Indonesia and Malaysia to take their distribution strategy to market in just a few weeks. So they were able to, in essence, take a product or multiple products to the Indonesian market, offering that through their traditional agency channel, but completely digitalized in the sense that the product was an app-based product that allowed their agents to be onboarded, trained, view the product, and, and ultimately transact to their customers. Now, I'll give you a second example, and I think this is a really fun example that we see a lot of traction. We were able to go to an existing brand, and really through our playbook that we've developed, is to enable their insurance distribution strategy very quickly. Now, this was India's largest spectacle retailer, and we were able to go to them, introduce a spectacle insurance product, which we were the first to market, with the platform being at its core, connected the insurance company and the point of sale platform, allowed us to actually offer a seamless customer experience, both on the policy issuance and the claim side. Now, what this does is it has four core impacts. The brand is able to introduce a new category to the market. The brand is able to drive incremental fee revenue. The brand suddenly starts seeing customer loyalty because the customer has to come back in case there's a problem to their particular product, spectacles in this case. Where do they go if it breaks? They go back to the brand. And lastly, they start seeing an increase in their average order value. So it really becomes a, a unique holistic value proposition for a brand to be able to introduce a new category and drive revenue. That's really interesting. And I think fundamentally, just listening to, to you describing that effort with that spectacle marketplace, what's interesting to note is that I feel like behind the vision of Simbo is that future where whatever you're buying, whatever the, the asset size or the, the price of that asset that you're buying, there should be an insurance product attached to it, right? You shouldn't be going to two different places 
and had to go through the conversion sales processes and filling up forms. Wherever you buy your car, there's already an insurance waiting for you. And that's the case, generally speaking. That should be the case for your house. That should be a case for your phone. That should be a case for spectacles, for your shoes, whatever you're buying. What are you telling your clients that this future is going to happen no matter what, and they should be on board with this? You're seeing examples at a global level. You're absolutely spot on. I think this is the future, these attachment approach products looking at large-scale distribution channels that, that have that customer loyalty already, I think is going to be the future. And I love giving the example of how Apple and Apple Care have really dominated the market in this space. And I used to have some exposure to that through my old work. But really, it's about going to the partners, the brands, and understanding what their problems are. That's the starting point. You've got to go in and say, okay, guys, what is your fundamental problem right now? What are the components that you're not able to solve for from a perspective of customer engagement, potentially customer loyalty, potentially warranty or damage. And at that point, we fall back and start curating a product which is relevant for that particular client or particular category. And that's how we really influence the decision for them to look at us as a key partner. So when you start with solving a problem, you then end up having the right kind of outcomes. And we are seeing market-leading attachment rates. We've given you examples of or at least from my perspective, I've seen examples of attachment rates in the most traditional sense of travel insurance, where it's typically anywhere in the range of 20 to 25%. And on a good day, we are seeing double that in terms of attachment rates. And, and we're seeing that because ultimately we believe we're solving a core problem for the brand and a core problem for the end customer. And then, like I said, the other key component has to be that this entire process is solved through a seamless technology platform. It's got to be a no-touch solution. Not a low-touch, but a no-touch solution. And to your point, Samir, when a customer buys something, they shouldn't be filling up proposal forms. They shouldn't be giving more information. It should all be readily available, told in real time and communicated to the customer in real time. And that's really where we've seen some of the early success points. This point around a no-touch insurance is very interesting. And it has a lot of implication in an industry where we have to do a lot of underwriting outside. You have to define a price for this policy. You have to manage a claim processing. Aside from it, you have to be able to manage your brokers. You have to be able to manage your agents. So when you start thinking about doing micro-insurance for a so-and-so product, that's just the tip of the iceberg, what the client sees. Tell me a little bit about how you guys at Simbo are reinventing what's behind, like the rest of the insurance stack. Yeah. So that's where the magic happens, which is what you don't see as the customer. And it's really about having a very slick low-code platform with key API structures. Our APIs are key to what we do, and that's what forms our playbook. So our APIs allow us to plug into any point-of-sale platform. Our APIs are already plugged into the insurers, allowing for real-time policy issuance. And all of that is then subsequently plugged into a communication layer, which means when the end customer buys, in this example, a product, in real-time, they get a message saying, Dear Samir, thank you for your spectacle purchase please click here to activate your policy or please click here to download your policy. And all of that is done in real time, but that's only possible if the backend or the, the API connectivity is absolutely seamless. And that's what we pride ourselves on. And so what's next in that product stack? What remains to be developed for you? What would take the symbol products to the next level? Yeah, we've got a few things in the pipe. Um, happy to share a couple of things. So as I mentioned, one is how do you replicate a playbook like this with multiple large format partners in a market like India? And we're in talks with the same category as Spectacle. So we're looking to do more in the Spectacle space, of course. But then we're looking to see similar products 
that wouldn't need much amendment to our playbook. So we're now embarking on a journey to look at shoes. And we've got a few large format partners that are ready to go there. And, and largely the construct of the playbook, the technology platform, the process, and even the product is largely the same. And that's really what we want to do. How do you replicate that? And, and the reality of this strategy is once we've done that, one of the things that we're really keen to now begin to explore is to pick a category like, say, spectacles, and look at scaling that globally. And that is sort of our next phase of thinking, which is partnering with an insurer that can support us globally, ensuring the technology is robust enough that can be rolled out in a seamless, slick, API-led manner, and ensure that that is completely built into a playbook that can be replicated instantaneously in any country. So that's really what we want to start looking to do. So if you put all of this together, what would Symbo look like in the next five years? <laughs> that's a great question. I wish I had a, a crystal ball, but I think we're really excited to be in the space. I believe in tech disruption is at its tip only. And I think we're, we're in the right space in the right region. Let me give you two data points and then I'll tell you where I think we're going to be. We're seeing insurance penetration in this region to be nowhere less than 2 to 3%. We're seeing insurance growth rates anywhere in the 10 to 12%. That just demonstrates that the opportunity is humongous. From our perspective, we want to leverage large format physical partnerships in the region because we believe the physical component is here to stay in our region and using digital platform enables seamless distribution of insurance. That's really what we want to do. Build large format digital partnerships. We want to enable the right kind of bite-sized products. We want to solve the problem of friction. We want to solve the problem under insurance and ultimately financial inclusion, because we believe that these are areas to impact and impact in the right way by driving distribution, growing distribution, and then scaling it across the region. Thanks so much, Adrid, for, for spending time with us. I, I want to let, for the last part of the podcast, my, my co-host, Paolo, get to the most exciting part of the podcast, I guess, which is the rapid fire rounds. So Paolo, <laughs> why don't you, why don't you yeah. hit, uh, uh, Thanks, Amir, our, our... For, for passing it on to me. I think this is the, the really most important part of the podcast uh, <laughs> and <laughs> what I think a lot of our listeners look forward to. So, I mean, I'll, I'll just be asking like a couple of quick questions and then you can just answer them succinctly, as quickly, as succinctly as possible. Yeah, so let's let's get started. Are you ready, Adrit? I'm I'm as ready as I can be. Let's go. All right, let's go. All right. Top three skills of a CEO. Okay. Vision, clear communication, and having a collaborative approach. All right. Who is a leader or a CEO that you look up to? Oh wow. Okay, there are lots, by the way, but I think I'm gonna go with Jack Ma. It really resonates with sort of the way he's approached the complex construct of China, the fact that he was turned down a lot of times if you read his history in terms of the number of jobs that he was turned down from and, and i think it just demonstrates the kind of perseverance someone needs to have to be a leader so so jack ma right resilience is really great your favorite book slash movie slash podcast okay let's go with the movie i want to go with something fun i want to go with jungle book and i want to go with the 1967 version i think it's, it's the oh. one movie i can watch with my kids right so it works really well what, what is it about the 1967 version Nothing. I think it just takes me back to my childhood. You know, it's something I watched when I was a kid and I really find that it's a great, honest movie that you can watch with your children. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Speaking of childhood, what was your childhood dream when you were five years old, for example? What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, goodness. I think, I think at some stage, I probably wanted to be a pilot. You know, I think most kids go through a phase of wanting to fly something or fly themselves. Mm -hmm. So I think at that point, a pilot at some point. Yeah. But I guess now you're piloting a company instead. So I guess, uh... <laughs> I'm a little far away from that one. Yeah. <laughs> but piloting a company. 
Right. Touching a little bit back on, on insurance, right? What is the biggest misconception insurance players have about digitalization? They think it's the holy grail. They think digitalization will solve all their problems. The reality mm-hmm. is it won't. There are a lot of other things to really think about. Process being one of the key things, adoption being another. But typically, you know, people in the incumbent space would think that digitalization solves everything, but it doesn't. Right. And then speaking about insurance, and I think Symbo has some really interesting stories of creating these really unique insurance products like with spectacles and all these other different things. So what's your favorite item at home that you would want to have insured if you could for free? Oh, for free. Oh, goodness. I actually have home insurance, thankfully, because I, I better right. say that, right? So everything in my home is insured. I'm going to say that anyway. But if I had to get something insured, I think I'd like to get my dog insured. He's a bit old. And I think it's very difficult to find insurance for a 13 and a half year old pug. Right. Uh, do you think Simbo will be coming up with any unique offering for that soon? We'll be working with any partner for that soon. <laughs> and I think we'll have, to, we'll have to go back to the product folks and Simbo and ask them, but I, I think highly unlikely at, at, at intensity. <laughs> right. And, and since you, you've been around in Southeast Asia for a while now, what's your favorite Southeast Asian delicacy? Oh, wow. Okay. I think you can't go wrong with the chicken rice in Singapore. I think it's one of the best you're going to get. And I know there's a competition between Malaysia and Singapore, but I'm going to have to say that the chicken rice here is fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. And then what's your go-to activity to de-stress? Oh, running. I've used the time through COVID to recalibrate and, and, and really spend between two to three times a week going for a run. And that really clears my head. Right, right. And I think, yeah, Samir also runs. I'll be able to keep up, but I got to catch them though. <laughs> we, we, should, we should definitely do that together. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm actually running with some of our portfolio founders. So we should, oh, yeah, fantastic. Go together. Best way to have some office hours, I guess. I want to run instead. <laughs> and then is there anything that you'd like to plug or share to our listeners? Are you guys hiring? Are you guys uh, have new products coming up? Yeah, we're excited. We've closed our Series A raise. And obviously, thanks, thanks to you guys for being part of that. The, the big thing to watch for now is we are approaching what I call the disciplined pursuit of doing less. We are focusing and doubling down on our core strategy of platform and affinity. Uh, and you're going to see a few announcements of some large partnerships, both across you know our platform and affinity space. And we'd invite anybody who's interested in that to reach out and have a chat with us. Yeah, and we started to end our podcast with this question, actually. Is there anything that you'd like to ask Samir here? Uh, oh, to, to turn the tables around. I can put him on the spot. This is good. Samir, I think you guys are super supportive of, of startups. I think maybe for other startups or perhaps on behalf of startups, what does Insignia look for when you invest in early stage ventures? I don't know if, if there's something you can share generically, I guess, from that perspective. We simply uh, put a picture of you during our meeting and we say, oh, you essentially need to have the quality of this guy. You need to figure it out by yourself. That's our benchmark, essentially. Oh, goodness. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, so the bar is extremely very, very high, obviously. Oh, goodness. I'm not so sure about that, but, but <laughs> I'll take that compliment. Yeah. Thank you so much, Adrid, for coming on call with Insignia. Thanks to my co-host, Paolo, for this episode. I appreciate you taking the time to walk us through the Symbol story and then how you are changing the life of insurance incubators around the world. No, thank you, Samir. And as always, thank you for your support. And Paulo, thank you for setting this up. Really appreciate it, guys. Stay on the line with us for more conversations with our founders and investors in the region. Until our next call, I am Paolo Aquino, and this has been On Call with Insignia Ventures.